Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Hey everyone, I have a very exciting show for you today. I have somebody doing big things on Instagram. That is where I found her. She is talking about financial independence and house hacking and really getting it done in her 20s. So let's welcome Bria Smith to the show. How are you doing, Bria? Hi. Hi, Michael. I'm doing good. Excellent. Thank you for having me here today. Oh, thank you for saying yes to some guy you've never met. So I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, I've seen what you're doing on Instagram. I liked a, several of your posts. I'm like, I, I hope she'd say yes. And you did. So here we are. So why don't you tell, uh, tell my audience a little bit about yourself, what you do in this crazy world of real estate investing, and then we will dig in. All righty. Well, my name is Bria. I am 27. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in West Philly specifically. I am a newbie in this real estate investing game. I bought my first house in June of 2019 and I house hack and house hacking is having a live-in investment property. So I have roommates that pay my bills. Very, very cool. Well, uh, we're going to dig into that, but I do want to give you a special shout out because again, I looked at your Instagram page and uh, you recently applied to five law schools and uh, you went, uh, you went five for five. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So I, um, I'm a special education coordinator. That's my profession. I've been in education. This is going to be my sixth school year. Okay. And um, about the second year, I figured I wanted to go to law school, but I never really did the things that I needed to do to take that leap. <laughs> yeah. So I finally have, and now I'm going part-time. I'm at night at Temple. So I work during the day. I'm still a special education coordinator. Wow. I then go to law school at night and it's four years rather than three years being in a sure. part-time program. So I'm so Time is at a premium right now. I'm just, I'm either working or reading. Like, yeah. that's it. Oh, that's amazing. So congratulations, five for five. You said yes to Temple. You are, uh, has the school year started? I'm guessing it started. Yes, we're three weeks in. Just finished my third week as a law student. Woo-hoo. And the school year work starts tomorrow. So tomorrow is the first day of school for students. Uh, very, very cool. Well, congratulations. I just wanted to give you a shout out for that. But let's get back into house hacking. So again, June of 2019, you buy the house. I guess my first question is when you bought it, were you like, I'm going to house hack it or did it kind of happen by accident? Yeah. So I um, really wanted to house hack in 2017. I wanted to buy a townhouse and just Mm -hmm. have like a three bedroom and then have two other roommates. Um, So house hacking has been on my mind since I wanted to purchase. Hmm. Um, So yeah, like when I bought it, I bought it with the intent to house hack. I didn't have any roommates in mind when I bought it. I moved in alone, but then I eventually got them. Very cool. So, uh, so what did you buy? Was it like a, because I'm guessing it's, it's kind of like, I've never house hacked. So this could be just a stupid question, but I'm guessing an extra bedroom is good. And I'm guessing an extra bathroom is good. I'm guessing like a four, two, or I mean, what, what did you end up buying? Yeah. So an extra bedroom, like anything to supplement uh, your income, but I actually bought a six bedroom, three bathroom house. So I have a lot of roommates. I only, well, the first year I had three, uh, three roommates. And now this year I turned one of my guest rooms into a room to rent. So now I have four availability for four. I sleep in one and then I'm in one right now in my office. 
is. So. Yeah, you got to have that separate space. You're a law student, lots of reading, you got to have your own space. So that, that's a very yeah. smart idea. So uh, again, I've never house hacked. So again, lots of, lots of things are jumping in my mind. First and foremost, um, obviously, I mean, I, this hopefully is not a sexist question, but you're a woman, right? You're female. Uh, and every time I think of house hacking, I usually think of the single guy bachelor, and that's probably a sexist thing on my own mind. But is do you just rent to other women or how do you, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing safety is at a premium. I'm guessing. I don't. Yes, definitely. So I rent to all women okay. and my house is like, I'm not, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with how Philly is set up, but West Philly is mm -hmm. right near university city. Okay. So we have Drexel, UPenn, a bunch of universities just ah. really centrally located. And I am like blocks away from that. So ah. that's my target market. Got it students. Okay. So you know your market, you rent to other ladies, makes total sense. Um, I'm curious, six bedrooms, that's, that's not an average home in Philly, right? That's huge. Um, no, I think for uh, Philly and West, they have, we have a lot of row homes. Oh, okay. So they are like really slender this way, but they're very long. So ah, okay. a lot of homes are three stories. They have a basement, they have a main floor, and then they ah. have an upstairs. Okay. So it just depends on the layout and my home was newly renovated. So mm. prior to the renovation, there were just a lot, like three big rooms, Got really it. big rooms. And then they just made them. Okay. That makes sense. So again, so you bought a six bedroom, three bath house, June of 2019, intention of house hacking. Uh, when you did it that first year, you had three tenants. Was it already kind of a break-even situation with three or did you still, did you, were you living for free, I guess, which is the dream of house hacking? Wow. Yes. So I, um, when I calculated it all out, yep. I knew that I wanted to be able to do it with three okay. just in case I couldn't get four. And I wanted to have a guest room for my first year because a lot of people, I'm, I don't, I'm not from Philly. I'm from Virginia. So my ah. friends come and visit and I ah. want people to be able to have somewhere to sure. stay. Sure. And then, you know, coronavirus happened and it's <laughs> like, ah. I'm not having visitors. <laughs> I need another person in here. Um, yeah. So yeah, so like that, um, I did the math and I knew what it was going to cost me, not just to pay my mortgage, but sure. for pest control, for electric, for lawn maintenance, for all of my other things. I calculated all of that out and said, okay, this is how much I need to be charging for rent. Is that yeah. um, appropriate with the area? And it happened to be. So yeah. Nice. Did a full calculation burden. How long did it take to find the three tenants? Was it like in a weekend you were full or did you have to be selective and it took 30 days or what'd that look like? So my first one, right before I closed, like I'm, I'm in a sorority and one of my uh, profites, an older person in my sorority's niece, who's also in my sorority, was moving here to do um, a program and work in education as well. Huh. Her school that she works at, it's seven minutes, happened to be seven minutes from the house. Ah. So that was my first one. Score. I didn't have to use anything but my network to get that first one, and I was okay. happy about that. The second one, I used Facebook groups, okay. um, and I started looking at the local colleges that are really close, and I found a girl that went to UPenn who was in her last year of grad school, is ready to get it over and done with and needed somewhere to stay close. Nice. Found her. And that was, I found her maybe two weeks after I moved in. Okay. She didn't move in until um, her lease started August 1st. Um, okay. And then the first person she moved in like mid-July. Okay. Then after that, I was panicking because now I have two and it's great. I've lowered my 
my contribution tremendously, but I wanted yeah. it to be zero. So I was like, let me get on it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, I wasn't finding anybody. Like I was on, on groups and yeah. I couldn't find anybody. And then one day I got on Facebook and one of my friends from home that I played basketball with in middle school when I was 11. Oh, wow. Found out she got accepted into Drexel and school started the next week. She huh? had nowhere to go and oh. she moved in. So it was great. <laughs> there you go. So everybody, my whole house was full by September 1st. I moved in in June and by September 1st, I had everybody that I needed. Oh, that's, that's a great story. So uh, the reason I found you that reached out to you is you actually have taken your story, your experience, and you've created an ebook about this. So why don't you, A, uh, I, I don't know, you're, you're a law student, so you're smart. I mean, just by happenstance. So I'm, maybe writing is easy for you. Um, writing is not easy for me. So uh, did you always know you were going to write a book or did you only write it because all your friends kept asking you questions? Where did the inspiration for the book come from? And then we'll talk about the book. Okay. Well, I love to write. Like I uh, am. You're one of those people. That goes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was a teacher's pet growing up and now I am a teacher's pet gone rogue for petty cash. So when I was in undergrad, <laughs> when I was in cash. undergrad, when I was in grad school and right when I first started teaching, I would write papers and help students with their resumes and do all uh, of that. So like for additional income, cause you know, teacher salary oh yeah. is nothing. So I, um, I would do that and I really enjoy writing. And um, okay. I just That's thought awesome. about my experience. And when I tell people about it, like even my realtor, when I told her that was my plan, she was like, that is genius. And I'm just like, I really think it's extremely easy and anybody can do it if given the guidance and yeah. I already like to write. So let me just go ahead and write something up. So well, let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about it. What, what, what's the book title? What's in it? Where can people find it? Make sure you get me the link. So I'll put it in the description so people can check it out. Yes. So it is called how to reclaim your paychecks and live mortgage free. Um, a millennial black girl's guide to house hacking. I'm the millennial black girl and it is an ebook guide to getting the bag. So when people usually read that, they're like, Oh, well, I'm not a millennial. I don't know if I can do this, but it's like, it's really just highlighting my experience. Yeah. Anybody can do this at any stage in the game. So I just yeah. wanted to put that out there and let people know that, but yeah. Um, what was the other part of your question? Well, yeah. Well, what's in it, right? What is it broken? Like, is it in chapters? Is it a section? Is it a how-to book or is it a, a, a life story of your first purchase? What can they expect with this ebook? Well, in it, you can expect to get the full experience from start to finish. You're going to start out brainstorming about what financial freedom looks like to you and things awesome. like that. And then you're going to get into learning what house hacking is, then how to, um, buy a house, like every step of the journey to house hacking, how to find roommates, how to, um, how to make sure you're getting people have with a background check and mm -hmm. all of the things. And then at the very end, I have my journey, pictures of my house. That's great. Yeah. I really love how, I mean, that's, I've seen that be very powerful for authors is when you kind of share the how to up front and then you you make it personal, right? So again, people check out the book. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure the link is in the description. It'll be the first line in the description. Um, talk about the journey, right? So it's been over a year now, right? You closed in June of 19. It's now September of 20. Um, how's it been? I mean, is it, uh, is, you seem happy. I mean, you, you're oozing excitement. So that's good. Yes, I love it. Like, I really thought that it would be a lot harder. People always mm. tell you owning a house is so hard. And mm. 
that's what kind of put me off from not getting a house in 2017. Okay. Um, but honestly, it's the same as renting. Like if something were to go wrong or break in your house, you'd have to contact your landlord and then your yeah. landlord would have to get it. Yeah. Fixed. I'm just a landlord now. Like, yeah, you, so you cut out a link in the chain. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just cut out a link in the chain. And usually in previous situations, it would be that I would still have to do the process of getting that thing fixed. The landlord would just pay yeah, for it. Exactly. Yes. So it's the same thing, but now I'm the landlord. I go about the process of getting it fixed and my incomes pay for whatever it is. Yeah. So that, that was the one thing that um, really was my only deterrent before buying a house. Like, am I ready for this responsibility? And it didn't really translate to being any more responsibility than I'd already had before. Um, throughout the year, it was such a great experience. When my roommates moved out, um, two of the ones moved out because they had to move on in their journey. It was like really sad. Like we were all like a family. Oh, nice. Um, we give each other like Christmas gifts, graduation gifts. They're graduating. Like we keep yeah. in touch with other things. And um, yeah, when coronavirus came, um, thankfully nobody in my house was affected financially because I choose. I choose a market that will always have income. Yeah. Like if yeah. you are a student you have a refund check. You've already received your refund check. There's not going to be an instance where, oh, I didn't get paid this month. And right. I did that strategically nice. because I didn't want to be in those situations. Mm -hmm. So um, coronavirus really didn't change anything in that regard, but they did go home like to their home home because most people are here for school. Yeah. So I was lonely. But other than that, it wasn't <laughs> really. It was no bad. Different. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Very cool. So let's, again, I want, I want more. I don't think there's enough conversations about ladies house hacking. So I think you have a, a niche and a powerful story. What, what can we talk about or what can you share to inspire ladies to at least consider it? Because I think there's a lot that just go, no, I don't want roommates. I won't feel safe. Inspire them to say, you know what? It's not all that bad. You do tenant selection, right? Um, it, 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 it could really work sort of like a sorority house, I would guess. But. Yeah, basically. I think what deters most women is, you know, we have this idea of what we want in our mid to late 20s and that's a uh, family and this and that. And you can't really have that if you live with other people. Hmm. And my like, I'm no different. Like that is my end goal. But until I get there. I'm gonna get this money. Like you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't like, you shouldn't make it like, okay, well, if I do get married and then when you get married, you go move in with them. And now your house is standalone. You move somebody into the room you were in and now you're house hacking the whole thing. Like ah. that's how your mind should work. I think people, um, put the cart before the horse and Got that's it. what deters them from house hacking women. Like, cause men, men are going to do it. They, yeah. they don't mind living with another person. Yeah. Also women, we are really, um, protective of our bathroom space and don't really like to share bathrooms is what I've found. Yeah. I have one room that is like a private bathroom and that room is always the first to go. It's the yeah. rooms that have the shared bathroom yeah. that takes a little bit more prodding and trying to find somebody. Um, also, I get a lot of feedback that, oh, five roommates, it's five people living there. Oh, that might be too much for me. But my roommates will tell you, if you don't want to see anybody, you won't see anybody. The house yeah. is over 2,000 square feet. You stay in your room. There you, go. you go in the basement. We have a theater in the basement. Like we, wow. it's, it's a lot of, or we could all be together at the dining room table. It's whatever you want the dynamic to be. Nice. One of my roommates, her best friend is a flight attendant. And I never see her. Like, I don't know where <laughs> she, she, she uses the buddy pass and she's just all over the world. Like she just yeah. got back from Mexico. 
And then I get on Instagram. I thought she was in her room and she was in Georgia. So I, <laughs> you know, like Who knew? it's, yeah, it's really whatever you want your situation to be. Like they can be your best friends or y'all can have a really distant relationship, but I don't nice. think women should not really shouldn't explore this as an option just because you're looking for a future yeah. that looks different from this option. Do it while you can. Like yeah. I'm 27. I plan to do this until I graduate law school and then I'll move somebody into my room and I want to then get a condo in like the heart of the city so that I could be closer to different places that I'll need to be for my law career. Cause yeah. right now I'm really close to my, my current job as special education coordinator. Yeah. So but then I'll still have this as an asset. It's not that I cut myself off because I didn't want to try it because I'm yeah. looking for family and yeah, yeah. That. I love that. No, yeah, don't put the cart before the horse. Don't let your your plan for the future disrupt your disrupt your now. I love that advice. And I was going to ask you about your plan. So it sounds like you're going to own this thing. I'll call it forever, for lack of a better term, a long time. And then again, it will always be house hacking for you. Yeah. Okay. Or, I mean, if I get a, a single family, what I'm going to do is keep the overall, what I'm earning as my overall price. And then whatever fills that number is what's going to get there. So if a whole family wants to move in here and they're paying, yeah. I was getting from the individual house hack, that's fine. If just two people want to move in, it's whatever the dynamic. Right. You got to, you're managing the top line number, right? Yeah. Not saying this is the number, but just for example, if it's 2,500, However you get there, if it's However five I mean, at 500 yeah. or two at 1250 or one at 25. Okay. Got it. That makes total sense. And again, um, so the, again, I'm just trying to paint the vision in my mind for your future, right? You, you do this for the next four years at Temple, right? Getting your law degree, you graduate, you pass the bar, then you're going to go downtown. I don't know if that's the right word, but yes. downtown, <laughs> get a condo. Um, you're, so you're staying in Philly is what I hear you say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is my forever home. Uh, oh, nice. When you get a law degree, like in a certain area, that network that you build, it's like, it just keeps you here. If you go somewhere else, you have to start all over again. Uh, I, I really thought about that. Like I moved to Philly two years ago with the intention to go to law school here and live here and okay. stay here. A lot of my family is from here. Like my grandma lives like 10 minutes away. My aunt lives in 20 minutes away in South Philly. So oh, nice. I want to be rooted here, but I do want to get into like center city and ah. with all the, with all the jazz, after, <laughs> with all the this, jazz. <laughs> with all, after I get this all squared away. Oh yeah, um, I got you. Because once I move out and then somebody moves in my room, that will take the rent up here and most yeah. likely cover some of the condo is my goal. Genius. So I, I don't know anything about the Philadelphia real estate market. Is it really hot right now? Meaning listings are flying off the shelf. You've probably seen some appreciation even in the year that you've owned it. Yeah. So I, I didn't know anything about appreciation. Like that was not something I wasn't thinking about my house making money by itself, just sitting yeah, here. Just, I was thinking about how I was going to make money in my house. Nice. So when I bought my house and then I got it appraised, I walked in the door with $20,000 in equity and I thought that was crazy. I was like, cool. so you mean to tell me all the money that I saved and spent as like closing costs and down payment. I basically got that back because my house has appreciated. Yeah. What? Like sure. you could tell me I made a better decision. Like <laughs> nobody could tell me anything. Nice. Last June. I was like, I'm, 
I'm lit. I'm 26. I'm about to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that is the beauty. Rich and not paying bills. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Again, network, I mean, real estate has that power, right? You get fixed rate, 30 year debt. Uh, you get inflation protection because it will increase in value and rents. I mean, I can only guess that uh, a room in your building in five years will be more expensive, right? That's just what happens with rent and inflation and all of that. So uh, very, very strong move. And I think there's every chance that, you know, when, when you move from here to the condo right downtown or, or center city, uh, this, this house could potentially pay your entire mortgage of that second house. It really could. That would be beautiful. I would love that. And also, um, like I was telling you about University City being so close, yeah. like University City, as more students come, it keeps getting further and further into West Philly. Like there's University City now, and then there's an area called University West that is like right here. Mm -hmm. So I feel like University West is going to keep trickling down into my neighborhood. Yeah. And then they're going to want to buy my house. Uh, oh, yeah. We read a few cases about that in contracts about universities trying to buy people's houses. And I was like, mm, there we go. Mm, <laughs> this could be That might be something. Yeah. There so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But for now, it's definitely going to continue to be a live-in investment property, four years, just investment pro yeah. property when I move. And then we'll see what happens after that. There you go. So let's again talk about your book. People need to check it out. It is your story. But again, it's about house hacking. It, it needs to be read by everyone, young, old, right? Your story is millennial. Your story is about your, your journey as a female doing it. But again, guys need to check it out. It's something they could do. Older folks, it's something they could do. It's, it, it is an entire journey. So again, tell, tell us what the title is and uh, I'll make sure the link is below so they can check it out. Yes, it is called How to Reclaim Your Paychecks and Live Mortgage-Free, A Millennial Black Girl's Guide to House Hacking. And it is an ebook guide to getting the bag. Very, very a mouthful, but a great read. There you go. <laughs> the link will be in the description below, folks. You got to check it out, Bria. Congratulations on your success. I look forward to watching your journey. Uh, and congrats on starting Temple three weeks into your journey. Yes, thank you so much. All right, hopefully it'll go by quickly. <laughs> there you, it, it will. Life, life, life does that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks.